Blended. Welcome to Marketing Blend, where I give you everything you need to know about the marketing industry in one nice little blended podcast. Blended just for you. I'm your host, Brett Deister. Let's get on with it. All right. Well, it looks like Twitter is uh, trying to make some moves, and it's going to be playing nicer to content creators now. Um, yes, that's right. If you're creating videos, they want to actually, you know, pay you for what you're doing. Genius. Uh, I mean, others have already done this as well, so it's not the biggest thing. Uh, the reason why for this move in particular is because Twitter has had um, problems with, well, user retention, uh, flat growth, uh, revenues not really being that great, and so they're trying to make different moves to, you know, boost a little bit more. And since everybody's trying to get into video and be the popular video uh, place or the place for you to watch videos. This is what they're doing, especially with the dismal reporting of Vine and how uh, Viners have transitioned over from there to Facebook Live or even YouTube or any other places because there's better opportunities for them out there. This could be a better move for them because I don't know why they missed the boat on this for Vine. I know Vine was really popular, but you. you you have to create better incentives for them to stay or they're going to find other places to do it. That's the unfortunate part about it. But yes, have no fear. If you're a video creator, you should look at the revenue sharing. Um, it's not bad for the revenue sharing uh, in general. Um, it's a little bit nicer for the creators. Um, so it's probably going to be the 70-30 cut, but it could be different as well. There's going to be pre-roll ads and then there's going to also be ways for you to do ad, uh, ads uh, per tweet on a tweet basis in a way. Um, so it should be interesting for it as well. Um, there is now something called Twitter Media Studio so you can uh, look at um, media libraries from videos, GIFs, images and more uh, with new tweet scheduling capabilities. So it should be interesting to see what this, uh, what this all does and if this actually will help uh, with the issue with Twitter, which is um, not having as many users as should, lagging behind Facebook with a lot of user counts, all this other fun stuff, even lagging behind Instagram as well. All right, Snapchat has a lot of new updates, and it's only for iOS. I'm sorry, everybody else that's using Android, but it should be interesting for marketers to understand First of all, the major update is new captions, so you can do bold and italics, new discovery tools, and new geo-filter themes. That's right. Now you can, when you're typing it in, you can do bold, italics, and underline as well. Um, there's also different types of uh, geo-filters and all that other sorts. Which interesting thing about this is, is that Snapchat now has native tools to actually make geo filters because prior to it you kind of had to um, do it yourself it was not as easy but the new online uh, portal does allow you to do this a lot easier so if you really wanted to have your own geo filter for your let's say wedding or your own geo filter for your birthday which would I guess we could be cool, but kind of weird at the same time. You can do that as well. They're also boosting uh, discovery options. So for brands and just for brand personalities, this will allow people to find you a lot easier than before. Yes, they do have the snap code, but I mean, that is for you publishing it out. Sometimes people just don't really care or look at it. 
So it's a lot easier for people to find you in the Snapchat app and not have to do a lot of digging because prior to this, they've had to do a lot of digging. But like I said before, this is only for iOS, so if you're on Android, you're going to have to wait for it, unfortunately. It's, it's, it's not fun. Not fun at all. Uh, but the good news is, and what businesses really need to take away from this, is now it's easier to do geo filters. That's a good thing. They have a dedicated site for this. You can easily do it. So it's a really big win for small businesses because it was going to be a lot of money for small businesses to actually do this. So if you're doing a grand opening, if you're doing something really big and you want people to come in and you want people to share it, Snapchat, especially if you're going after the millennials or the younger generation, Snapchat is uh, the best way to do this. Uh, just make sure it's a cool geo filter that people actually want to use. Or if you're trying to actually make it funny, you can do it ugly as well. But just make sure people actually want to do it and be sure you let people know about it as well. Um, because this is also a great way just to brand yourself out. And if you're not doing this, especially for your events or for a grand opening or for a major special announcements or whatever, you're bringing a lot of people to, you're missing out on a lot of things. All right, there's new news. New news. There's a little tweaks on... LinkedIn. Uh, for one, it's going to do a little bit of a better job with uh, search functionalities. Now, that is going to help quite a bit because search functionality allows you to see um, what people are talking about, but not only that, but what you've actually looked at and read before. Um, so basically, if you might like, like this as well. The other weird, interesting part is that Snapchat is, not Snapchat, LinkedIn is now allowing hashtags, but it's only in its mobile app. So if you actually do a hashtag in, let's say the desktop, you're not going to, you're not really going to see the searchable hashtag. You're only going to see it as just regular text, but if you go on the mobile app, you'll see it as a searchable function. So it should be interesting to see what this will actually do for uh, public posts tagged with it. Uh, so for those of you, the staunch people are like, mm, hashtag, it should not belong in here in LinkedIn. Uh, they're coming, and you're just going to have to get used to it. Um, it's just a lot easier way of searching for things, especially in social media. Twitter made it popular, and everybody is been slowly doing it. LinkedIn is probably the last holdout for this. Uh, so it was only a matter of time, folks. If you were just hating it, it was only a matter of time. Even though it's not really that popular and doesn't really work as well as on Facebook, it could be a more interesting thing to see if it actually works on LinkedIn. It's only good on the mobile app. Once again, don't try it on the desktop because it doesn't work. You can try your experiments if you want to, but it will not work at all. All right, there's some news about uh, Google Analytics. One is actually allowing workspaces, and this is for uh, multiple people or teammates to actually easily work on tags at the same time and make quick changes without publishing everything that is in the works. So simply, it's allowing different people to work on different things without it being such a hassle to uh, do all this other extra legwork of saving everything so somebody else can work on it, which is a good thing. And I kind of like the same uh, sectioning things off and having different workspaces for that. Because if you're in a marketing department, you're gonna have different people working on different things and you're not, you don't wanna have people having to save everything and kind of coordinate with them. So this is helping as well. 
Also, Google Analytics is changing its name a little bit to be Google Analytics Solutions. That's right. It now has a solutions at the end. And this is just in turn to, you know, kind of it's branching out. There's more there's more things to Google Analytics, and it's a bigger program than it was originally. So there's now small businesses, enterprises, and mobile apps, and that's why it's a solution instead of just Google Analytics. It's still going to be the same Google Analytics that you know and love and sometimes hate, but with just a little extra word at the end, and that's it. But the, the good thing and the keynote takeaway from this is that you can now add workspaces and people can actually work on different things without actually having to save the whole thing and then go back and work out again and do that because that's that's never fun, to be honest with you. It's, it's not fun at all. All right, Pinterest is updating its uh, targeted ads. So if, if anybody uh, who clicks on or saves a brand-related pin will be targeted for a specific ad from that brand. Uh, this is just to help uh, bring drive up the ad revenue and to make it their ads actually more appealing and enticing for advertisers. Pinterest is still a very popular place to pin things and do a whole bunch of other things like that and do amazing quotes and pictures and recipes and workout regiments and DIY projects and the list goes on and on, but it's a great place to do that. Brands have discovered this or some brands have, I should say. Gaming brands haven't really touched it and I really don't understand why. I think they're kind of missing a huge important part about this. Uh, but yes, um, if somebody likes or saves your pin, they can now be allowed uh, to be targeted to be for the ads to be targeted to them. Now, in the past, you had to have different types of tags for your website for this to actually happen. They're now bringing it all under one uh, Pinterest tag or universal Pinterest tag, kind of like Facebook. Uh, Facebook Pixel or Twitter's universal website tag. This will allow you to, you know, have specific retargeting um, tags for people so you can target them back into your website and so you can make that sale and make sure that you were saying, this is why I'm important for your business, see? Uh, but yes, they're doing that and this is kind of a welcome news because having one universal type of tag is always helpful. It's helpful for a lot of marketers that aren't maybe as well versed in website management as some others and so this will bring less of a headache to a great many marketers I can hear this the joys the shouts of joys from marketers going yay let's work because that really that really does happen um, but yes uh, the retargeting ads are getting better they're getting more unified and more universal and uh, Pinterest is making more of what users have already been engaging with their brand more useful to you because brands have seen a noticeable increase in 80% people clicking on their ads because of this as well. So that's a huge increase and that's a great thing because I still like Pinterest. I still think Pinterest is a viable social network. It's not the darling that it used to be when it was new, but not, it doesn't always have to be Snapchat kind of took the reins off that, but the, Pinterest is still a viable social network to actually be on, be engaged with, and find out ways of doing it as well. All right, a couple news for Facebook. One, they're actually making offers a lot better. Uh, so Facebook launched in 2012 the Offer tab to allow uh, brands and businesses to actually offer select coupons and just different, different types of those offers 
to uh, their followers or anybody else that they would advertise to. There were a couple problems with this. One, it was a huge drag. It kind of worked, kind of didn't. It was just a lot of time to do it. Two, there was no limited time offers or loyalty program type features to it. So sometimes when you offered those offers, uh, you would have more people using it than intended to. And so Facebook is going to try and fix that and allow for limited time offers. So uh, you can only or use those offers for people, let's say, in your loyalty program and not people that are outside. So if they share it, the people that are not in loyalty program, you could either uh, try to get them to sign up or find them a different promo code for those as well. Maybe not as good as well the loyalty program, but that's that's what's that's what's up. Uh, but yes, uh, they're doing that as well for uh, online or in-store coupons. There's a little bit different of what's going in there uh, for in-store coupons. Uh, there will be an easy uh, barcode that. The employee can scan you'll get there for online it will actually direct you towards the online store and you can add it or it will be added on to there as well so it's getting a lot better than it was um, when it first launched it was it was just a, it wasn't that good uh, so I'm glad to see that Facebook's actually taking a good leap forward or a good step forward or actually you know wanting to care about this because it didn't really care as much before, but the limited time offers are a really good thing, especially for loyalty programs and promotionals like that. It'll help marketers and advertisers in a long way or in the long run, long way and long run. Ha ha. All right. Facebook also is pressuring advertisers to cut their mobile page load speeds uh, because people just don't like to wait. They don't like to wait longer than three seconds. If you're waiting longer than three seconds, then it's a drag. I know I've done it before too, only because when I've gotten really frustrated everything else, I'm just like, why is this taking forever? Um, but yes, Facebook wants it to suck less on their site. And so they're saying, hey, make this a lot faster or we will not, well, we won't be giving you as much reach on your ads, which I would like to say, Facebook, if I'm paying you to reach people on your site, you better be doing that for me or what's the point of doing it? Like, I understand that you're trying to make your site functional and not have a lot of problems with it, but if I'm paying you to advertise and you're saying, well, if you're not doing this, then I will limit your reach, then what am I paying you for? I mean, this is me, this is a transaction from me to you to get to your audience and you're saying, well, unless you do this, we won't be doing this. So why should I be advertising on your space? I'll just advertise in someone else's space that will give me the same reach or better reach than what you're going to give me. Facebook is, a, a really, is, is really walking a fine line here. So be careful, be on the lookout for that. Make sure that your page is load, loading as fast as you can get it. I know it can be difficult, but Altogether, they're they're walking a very precarious line. I know they're number one, I know they're top dog, but that can always change in tech. People can stop using it. Brands can start getting frustrated with it at the same time. So as I always say, I'm always very critical of Facebook and still am, still always will be, always will be. All right, Instagram has launched a new feature only on iOS, as always, uh, but it's called the Pinch to Zoom. So if you're looking at a photo or a video, you can pinch to zoom in if you want to. If you're like, ooh, what's that person way back there? You can actually do that. 
It should be interesting to see whether this actually do and this zoom functionality will actually be um, good. Unfortunately for Android users, you're gonna have to wait because that's always that's always the case with Instagram and Snapchat and all of them. Even though it's always funny to me, even though Android is the number one in the world for market share on, on mobile OS, it still sometimes gets updates late, which I don't never I never really understand that part about it. But I'm not running the company, so to each their own. Um, but if you really wanted to see something, or you just really want to play around with the pinch to zoom, you can now only on iOS, and you can pinch to zoom to your heart's desire. Um, so it should be interesting to see what will happen if people will, well, if celebrities Photoshop and people want to look and see if they actually did a good job or if it actually is a Photoshopped uh, picture. And uh, this will just be another reminder for brands to uh, make sure that those pictures are high, as high resolution as you can get them for Instagram because those pinch to zooms will make it really pixelated as well. So like I said, it should be interesting to see what what this does and how this plays uh, into their overall strategy, but Zoom is an interesting thing and never really expected it to be honest with you. Alright, now it's time to uh, talk about my opinion about brand voicing. Now, we've heard this for a while and this isn't anything new in marketing. Uh, if you don't really know, brand voice is basically just having sitting down with your team and just having a unified brand voice for all your channels that you have man that you have to manage from your email marketing to your advertising to your social media to your internal communication and whatnot now I mean working at my new job it's kind of I've kind of understand like the bigger importance of this because if you actually don't have one it's really difficult to write uh, for it because you don't really know what voice the other people have used and that's why it's really important to sit down with your team and be like, hey, look, we need to have a unified brand voice because uh, this is how it's going to be and this is how we want to show off ourselves to the rest of the world because there needs to be a unified. This means with your uh, communication protocols for your other employees to make sure they aren't giving away information that they should not be giving away to uh, your internal communications of what's going on with the company as well and with uh, your customers and having the uni uniform communication it would be funny and happy and light and joyful to serious analytical scientific to snarky sarcastic and all those other and all those in between it can be your brand voice just make sure it's not too offensive or as least offensive as you can make it it's social media people you're gonna have somebody offended for some little thing that you've done so you're just going to deal with that but having that as well and just building it into your overall strategy for the company because the it, it matters to people what you're actually saying how you're saying it and is this how the brand is going to be like if you don't have that uh, strategy or protocols in place you're gonna need to do it as quickly as possible because it is very important for your brand to be unified in the voice in the voicing of it how tonal you're going to be if you're going to have emojis or not if you're going to use gifs or not if you're going to be playful if you're going to be sad and melancholy which would be weird uh if you're going to be snarky and sarcastic or you're going to be very scientific analytical and a little bit more dry it all it all matters it all depends and it all needs to be discussed figure it out 
approved, all the other fun stuff. Because once you get into that busy part of your of the season for your business, you're not going to have enough time to do it. So if you have an off time, I would do my best to build that. It's an off time. You know, you don't have as much going on. Do the things that you need to do before it gets cray cray and you're like I don't have time to do this anymore. What happened to my time? I thought I could get to it later. Nope. Today is always the best day for it, especially for this. And I think this is one of the most important things beyond anything else of setting up anything else. This is probably the most important thing that you can actually do. Because if you're not doing this, if you don't have it, then you need to contact head of the company, the director, the manager, whoever is above you. Or if you are the person, do it yourself. Uh, ask people about it. Find examples online for how to write a template for this as well. Train your people as well. I would, if you're going to be doing uh, protocols for how to communicate to the press or people inquiring about your product, I would sit down and do group trainings if you can, one-on-one -on -one trainings if you need to. And I would start with the people that are going to be talking on the phone the most and then making your way down the totem pole to the people that won't be talking to the press and everybody else the least because they're the least ones, but they still matter and it could happen to them regardless. But if you're not doing it, you should be doing it now. If you don't have it, you should get on it right now. Anything and everything, from crisis communication to it all, just be ready for it. Just be ready and have it a plan in action, in motion, or at the ready when you need it. Because you're going to need it, and once stuff hits the fan, there you go. It's all over. You're going to be the one they're going to look at and be like, why didn't you do this? And you're going to be like, uh, I was... It was on the to-do list, and it never got done. And then there, you're probably going to be fired for that. Just, just, so I'll let you know, it's it's not going to be pretty for you. Um, but yes, highly recommend that. Get it done when you can, and make sure it's good. That's all I can say about that. But yes, please make sure it's, it's good. Please make sure. All right, let's move on to apps and programs you should try out this week. Now, there's... Since Sunrise has Sunset, uh, you're probably wondering what other good calendar apps are out there. Well, you can check out Kind Calendar. Uh, it's a simple way to keep all your other to-do lists uh, and everything else kind of into one place. It's connected with Google, Office 365, Trello, Facebook, GitHub, Meetup, Everbright, and Wonderlist. Wonderlist, uh, but all really good and popular, great apps and social networks as well. Also, if you're looking to, you know, have a little bit more of an automated uh, strategy for your pricing strategy, you can check out Intelligence Note. It's an art. It's basically an artificial intelligence for, you know, this or big data, I should say. Excuse me, big data for this. So you can use big data to figure out what's your best way of strategizing for pricing and hopefully grow your uh, revenue, improve your return on investments, accelerate profitability. That's what it's supposedly going to do as well. Um, so check it out if you need that, if you're more on the retail business side of it. All right, are you doing a lot of email marketing and you just never really know if they're real or not, their emails are real or not? Well, e uh, Email List Verify is the site for you or the program for you. It will help remove all those bounce and email traps from your email list because let's be honest, we don't want those bounced emails what 
No, just get rid of them. Just get rid of them. They're just they're just not worth it. They just add to things that you don't want. So, like this should help you get it um and I mean, it's going to it's going to connect with Mailchimp, Shopify if you use that as well. Uh so check it out. There is a pricing for it. And the pricing, it can be relatively inexpensive depending on how much emails you're going to do. So you can do a pay-as-you-go. for So a 1,000 verifications is $4. Um, and it goes up and up and up to $10 million, which is over $3,000. Or you can do a monthly subscription with 5000 for $139 a month. 15000 is 298 and it's gonna, And it's going to go up, progressively up. 100,000 verifications a month is a little under $1,000. So check that out. Also, talk a little bit about the Twitter Media Studio where you can upload media, share it, and schedule it out all that you want to. So if you are having a hard time keeping up with that, especially for Twitter, this is it for you. It's super easy. There's scheduling. There's analytics for it as well. There's video activity to check out your videos. So... Why not be on it? Why not look at it? And why not actually use it? Also, one more thing, and this is the last one for this episode. There is uh, Timely, which basically allows for automatic time tracking for freelancers and teams. So it's a good way for you not to use spreadsheets because those aren't always fun. And it's a way for automated so you can focus on your work uh, just like before, like you always do. Uh, Timely works in the background, so it will show in the background. And it, you can click confirm, your and your spreadsheet is done. So you don't have to do as much stuff, and it will be connected with a lot of different apps, including Slack, Outlook, Google Calendars, Hangouts, Gmail, Trello, Wonderlist, Spotify, I guess. I don't know why Spotify. Uh, Photoshop, and, all, and a whole lot more. So, yes, be on the lookout for that. Uh, use it if you need to. I've put all these in the show notes so you can just click on it and go to it. No fussing and doing all that stuff because I don't want you to search around. That's my job. That's why you listen to me and for other things as well. My sultry voice. All right, guys, that is the end of Marketing Bun for this week. Thank you for tuning in. In and be sure to subscribe to Digital Coffee on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Pocket Cast, and SoundCloud. Also follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, Digital CO77EE, Facebook, Digital Coffee Podcast, YouTube, Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram, Digital Coffee Podcast, BindingDigital.coffee, LinkedIn at Digital Coffee Podcast as well and i'm your host brett deister and please if you like these podcasts please consider supporting me on patreon all right guys join me friday when i talk about gaming and pc gaming on gamers cafe it should be interesting to see i will actually give you my review on deus ex mankind divide all right guys have a good wednesday and thursday later